Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Board Draw Podcast, episode number 81. And it was a, it was a smaller weekend of football, like last weekend. We're still stuck in that weird little uh, Christmas break. Or January winter break. Yeah. is usually a time of beautiful football, lots of transfer rumours. It's, it's all going on. It's all kicking off in the new year. This year's been dry. Stanking. AFCON has been dry. There's been half the Premier League games. The FA Cup's been kind of dry. The transfer window is, is the Sahara Desert, mate. It's dry as can be. Well, you were going to do a little transfer roundup. There's been f***ing to round up. Maybe it, it's like, it'd be a, a TikTok. Yeah, too short on. for TikTok. Come I don't on. know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a bit dry. However, this weekend's games did uh, prove fruitful with quite the amount of goals. Uh, we had Arsenal putting five past Palace, Liverpool putting four past Bournemouth. That top of the title, top of the table, uh, shaping up yeah. nicely. Let's talk about Arsenal first. The boys pumping Crystal Palace 5 0. Are Crystal Palace currently the worst team in the Premier League? Oh. Once a ponder. Um, let's talk about more about Palace because Arsenal, I think that's good. They had their winter break, they got back to business. Nice little 5 0 win. It's a nice way to sort of rectify what's been said about you. Unable to put it in the back of the net by putting five past Palace. Two of them came the, the last, the dying embers of the game. <laughs> Martinelli getting the... Thierry on Riesse, I believe. Padding. I love to see it. But, but maybe that's what you need to sort of like get that confidence going again. Uh, but yeah, it was a much better performance from Arsenal. Crystal Palace, we saw banners unveiled at the Emirates. you got a feel for Roy Hodgson. Like the guy's like 95 you know that, years you old. Know the, you know the clip of him at the, as England manager? He's like, that's like, that breaks my heart every time I love Roy Hodgson yeah he's a bit of a cult hero isn't he I feel like he's Palace have done him dirty by keeping him on this season he came in uh, after Vieira left last season yeah. and absolutely the the definition of stabilised the boat turned it around Eze wasn't playing he got Eze back in that team and got Eze firing got them scoring goals I think there was a period of three games for Palace where they didn't have a shot on target Mm. under Vieira which is not good so yeah he came back in stayed in the boat stopped the the rut and then we said this about Bournemouth they we we applauded Bournemouth for not sticking to their laurels and sticking with what they know and being adventurous and taking a little bit of a risk Fact. and getting exciting progressive manager in Palace done the opposite they gave it to Roy which he deserved but it wasn't the right decision. Yeah. There were managers on the market. There was. We've seen their their greatest rivals, Brighton's ex-manager Graham Potter, on the market. Still on the market. Um, they could have taken Gary O'Neill after Bournemouth. Facts. Um, got yeah. rid of him. Uh, and look abroad, man. They, 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 there's plenty of managers out there who yeah. would be able to do something with this Crystal Palace team. Are they just a little bit too scared, a little bit too safe? Are they happy with the status quo of just being a mid-table, sometimes drawn into a relegation battle team. Yeah, I think I said this on Twitter. It's years of uninspiring choices, uninspiring. And that's what the um, the banner says. Weak decisions taking us backwards. And that is it. That is it to a T. Steve Parrish, the, the chairman of mm-hmm. Crystal Palace. It's just a lot of kind of safe choices bringing Hodgson back safe um, I don't know not making any like adventurous kind of signings on the market I know they tied Elise down to a big deal but like they're not really splashing the cash they got Zaha off the wage bill there's money there but they never really go beyond their means and I think when you're in a league where you've got likes of Nottingham Forest highest spenders last summer in the league you've got I don't know Bournemouth recently taken over big spenders now 
if you rest on your laurels in this league, mate, you're going to get eaten alive. Yeah, 100%. The only thing I can say, which is that the grass isn't always greener. Steve Parrish has got right there a sustainable football club. Yep. Um, One of the best academies in the league. Oh, yeah. And they've had however many years, like a decade of Premier League football now. Mm. Um, and you're looking at clubs like Everton, who might be getting another point deduction. Nottingham Forest, who I mentioned, might be getting Nottingham one. Forest. Yep. Come up, they splash the cash, but now could, could. be seeing themselves down to the championship via a point deduction. Mm. Um, you're seeing clubs in lower leagues lose their clubs. Like, this is an uncertain time for football. Yeah. Money comes and money goes, but football clubs should stay. Mm, you're and it's all well and good. And I understand the position of the fans of Crystal Palace because it must be boring to be mid-table in the Premier League season after season and not really seeing that progress. And you always want your club to progress. Yeah. But we, we mustn't forget what can happen. Yeah. When, with undue ambition you can very quickly see yourselves dissolved as a football club. Yeah, you don't want to bite off more than you can chew. But I saw a, a funny TikTok by I think his uh, handle is Talks CPFC about how uninspiring they've been. Oh, about the right backs. The right backs. They've how had they, three right backs. They've in had like three backs. Yeah, that's so tapped that they've gone from I think it was like Joel Ward to Nathaniel Klein to Wan Basaka to, to Joel, Joel Ward. Ward back to Nathaniel Klein, and it's like that is like that epitomizes kind of their sustainability which is good but also just their lack of oomph and their lack of desire to push on from that mid-table for me club. though I I think they've got a really like solid team that, solid uh, team or assets that if uh, Crystal Palace get in a relegation battle and God forbid get relegated are they just assets that are going to get absolutely yammed oh 100% but I think they've also got just they've got just general quality though like th- their quality is much better than throughout their team. They're much better than a Sheffield United, than oh, a yeah. Burnley. Than a, but now you're talking about relegation. No, hundred percent. But is that if, where they if are? Your quality is so much better and so much, so even between, like throughout your team. Yeah, it's gonna do. You, it's gonna see you through the season. Like for me, Crystal Palace won't end up in a relegation battle. Oh, well, they're in a relegation battle, but they're not gonna get relegated. You're spitting crazy. But, I think they might be. But I mean, you look at their team. Yeah, Nathaniel Klein, he's all right. Anderson and Gay is an unbelievable centre back pairing. Well, yeah, it's good. It's, it's really good. It's very good. It's yammable. Uh, who they got left back at the minute? They got left back Tyreek Mitchell. That's it, Tyreek Mitchell. He's all right. Yammable. They've got um, Richards who plays across the back line. Sometimes he's yeah, they've got the injuries at the moment. They got um, what's his name? Check Decore out injured for the season, which isn't ideal. He's he was one of the best centre uh, DMs in the in the 100%. league. Hundred percent. Jordan Ayew, who I know has been around for a long time and kind of. Gets unduly slated, but he is just consistent, and he's out injured. He's at the not moment. putting up trees, but he's he's doing bits and yeah, pieces. Yeah, so um, Alton I mean, Edwards out injured, so they have injuries. Th- yeah, so they obviously lost Zaha, which is massive. But for me, I'm looking at their situation. I'm looking at teams who are in worse situations, and it's probably just to balance the books. You can't sustainably keep a player like that who's getting sought after, sought after, sought after. Facts. So um, they lost him. They've been without Elise for pretty much all this season. He's come yeah. back and he got injured again. They lost Eze for a good bit of the season as well. Yeah, that's your inspiring players. That's and that the is that's a hundred million there. But if you had a team where you had Klein, Anderson, Gahey, Mitchell, you had Decore, you had Eze. I don't know. They have Schlupp in there. You probably looked upgrade him. Um, Will who's you? the um, Lamina? Is it Lamina? Le- oh no, Lerma. No. Jefferson Lerma. Je- that's it. Jefferson Lerma. Bye. They've got him. He's a decent player. Yeah. 
So you've got a midfield of Ducore, Eze, Lerma, and then you've got Elise on one side. Then up top, again, lack of ability to sign a striker. Christian Benteke was like the last big signing as a striker. And yeah, it hasn't worked. Mateta and, and Odoard aren't the one. So like, what is the problem then? If the squad's not the problem, what is the problem? The, is it Roy? I, I thought, yeah, the problem is they... they, they They've done themselves in the Jimmy here by sticking with Roy Oshton. My favourite thing he's done in the last 10 games is get a draw against Man City. Shout out Roy for that one. But you can't expect it. Mate, I love Roy Oshton to death and I think he's like a great manager. But he's he's not going to be doing Pep Guardiola things to your team. Like, nah. And he's like, not going to make you play. As much as like you've got to respect his longevity. I saw a stat that was like... Um, he'd had his entire playing career and was 10 years into management the day Arteta was born. Like, what is that? Like, how is he so old and still managing in the Premier League? I don't want to be, like, age-biased, but there's got to be Dons on that team. Like, their team, Elise, Eze, they've got to be on the pitch looking at Roy and being like... Yeah, but it's got to be like a granddad vibe. Like, he's yeah. like... He's like, he's like I'm, so, I'm proud of you, boy. Yeah, well, well done, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I just look at him and be like, mate, you are... You just like ten years. I feel too late. what's happened here is there's been contemptness with they're contempt to be mediocre. They're like the most they're the most bog standard Premier League team that there is. Perennially twelfth is what yeah. they say. But we saw a, a team who I f- feel like they could easily replicate Southampton. Hundred percent. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Come on, I'm done it again. Yeah. Southampton had a very long period of time where they weren't putting up any trees mid-table Second time I pulled it out of this podcast yeah come on but they were happy to be mid-table they were just happy to be there every season they were there was always that little bit of risk of getting drawn into a relegation battle but there was always five teams worse than them and they had an academy that they'd sell products on for decent money I mean they lost the likes of Mane they lost the likes of Van Dykes they lost Danny Ings um, all the Sadio Mane he's not, well, he's not from the academy not start, but... start with him Oh, is that who you thought? Oh, I wasn't yeah. listening. <laughs> but yeah, but, they, they, they had all these like brilliant players. Cedric yeah. Suarez, man. Callum Chambers. Graziano Pelle. Alex Osley Chamberlain. Yeah. Uh, Phil so, Walcott. Gareth Bell. Jeez. Yeah, they, yeah they had, I mean, they went above their means. They started getting these weird managers in. They got rid of uh, Ralph Hassan Hussle. I said that was a mistake at the time. Proved prove right they've yeah. got Russell Martin in now who keep you 90% of the ball and maybe score a goal if you're lucky apparently he's on a madness well, they really, are playing yeah. well but look at the state of their team uh, yeah it's so much better than <laughs> like what yeah so but yeah they could easily replicate Crystal Palace uh, Crystal Palace could easily replicate Southampton but for me they need to be a bit more excited go out there and get a real good manager maybe well yeah let's talk about it I'm going to yeah, put this on. out there I'll give you the names after but you give me yours Let's fast forward a month. Okay. Why? Up north, there's a storm a brewing. A brewing. Eddie Howe is on his last legs as the Newcastle manager. Jose is ready for a return to the Premier League. Maybe the twilight return. You know what's mad? On odds on for Palace next manager, it's one guy I told who was Stevie Cooper second odds is Jose Mourinho to get the Crystal Palace <laughs> job but, but anyway carry but on. I'm saying the board at Newcastle go right it's time for us to go big or go home I know mm. they've got some financial problems but that'll all go away I'm sure with some some Saudi money yeah um, and then Jose takes over at the Toon Army Eddie Howe's there left scratching his head 
perfect replacement. But is he too big for the Palace job? Yeah, That's I question. think for me, if Eddie ever loses that Newcastle job, he gets the England job pretty much immediately. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. Especially if it if it lines up with after the Euros. Yeah, that's true. Graham Potter's got to be another yeah, name. Graham Potter's my number one. So What's Stephen Cooper for the last is top top odds. Then it's Julian Lopetegui, which I don't hate. I think he had a bad stint at, um, at Wolves. Wolves. And I don't know why... I think it's very similar. Yeah, I don't know why the Palestine... It'd be worse. Maybe Palestine have less to work with. Exactly. So I don't know why they think that is a good idea. But I like him as a manager. Graham Potter's odds on um, in third. I think, for me, he's my safest pick. I'd go Graham Potter, Prem Proven, at that level. Good at using the youth, which Palace need to consistently do, get get the youth into the team. So I think Graham Potter's my safe pick. My out there pick... This is a bit brazy. Will still. Oh, I don't know. I think my out there pick is Mark Warburton. Mark Warburton. Jeez. I could actually see... They just go from like the most bog standard white English manager to for, a not, for a guy yeah. who's an ex-banker. Like. Nah, Ginger Will still, mate. Yeah, I get it. I do get it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just want to see an inspired choice. I want them to just pull our name out of a hat. I want them to go like to like Iraola. I want them to go to the depths of like the Colombian Premier League mm. and pull out some crazy guy, mm. some nutter. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Or like a just a a big old world class veteran like Roma have got um, De Rossi in now. Just some nut job. That's just that's just not as good as Mourinho. It's just it? a nut job. Nah, but it's a club legend. What, what club legend could Crystal Palace get in? Andy Johnson. Jeez. Yeah. Ben Teke. Yeah. Oh, who's the keeper they had for years? Years. Uh, Hennessy. No, not Hennessy. Um, Wayne Hennessy was there. Oh, what's his name? He, he literally left a, like a season or two Gator. ago. Gator. Yeah. Vincent said, take Gator. Yeah, Renate Gator. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I feel like, they, look at their appointments, man. Yeah. It's been so lacklustre. Vieira into Roy Hodgson is boring mate. I didn't hate Vieira as an appointment to be fair no but it was what they were trying to do they were trying to go for like a young youngish manager yeah. with buying young players mm. and sort of like that was their progression but it was the wrong choices China. they made some really good signings in Elise as a um, yeah the perks are they're tied down on long contracts so you're going to get bag for them I mean, too but yeah they, if they get rid of Eze Elise that's 100 milli between them you got to reinvest maybe more you need to get someone in that is good at directing transfers, kind of building a team, building, doing a rebuild. Maybe even get Hassenhutl in. Is that mental? Is that mental? I don't know. Crystal Palace fans, in the comments, let us know. Who would you get in if Roy... You're going to take him out the back, shoot him in the head. Like an old, loyal dog. You're going to take him out the back. I so Pete, man. Tell him you've Bro, seen him. He... So what's that? <laughs> Oh, Love you, Roy. so rude, man. <laughs> this guy is a legend of the game. Roy Hodgson is up there with my like favourite ever Premier League managers. Who's a bigger legend of the game, Roy or me? <laughs> All right, move. Roy would skin you in like five-a-side. Not a chance. I've been watching bare YouTube five-a-side videos recently. <laughs> I want to get back into five-a-side. If you want to play five-a-side with me and Luke, drop us in the comments where you're playing and we'll come up and yeah, do some Mazza. Um, right, moving on to the coast. Bournemouth. This was Nil. potentially a banana skin for Liverpool. No Salah, no Trent. A Bournemouth team that are um, pulling up trees. Is that what's hilarious? hilarious? And is also just 
incredible. It's like Salah's like never ever missed a game for Liverpool, like ever. In my recent memory, when's the last time you, Salah was like injured? Yeah. Like, goes to half gone, plays game. two yeah. or like one game, yeah. yeah, and it just gets an injury. He's back at Liverpool already. Got Do you see? Treatment. Apparently, the I can't remember his name. It's like Ahmed something, Egypt's highest ever caps. Mm. Donny was like slating Salah and saying like, if you're the captain of your country, you should never leave. The Mohamed Salah is the biggest Arabic sports star in the world. How can you leave the tournament? That's I know Liverpool really want you back to do. But no, no, I get it though because vibes. because they have to beat Cape Verde, who was like top of the group to to get through. Mm. Who've got like who score absolute screamers every game. They Cape Verde, where Dede is from? Bebe, Bebe, that's yeah. one. Who's Dede? Dede is the centre back from Brazil. No, Dede, no, Dede is is that not not the the Premier League rapper with the mask on? Oh yeah, is that? Who's the Premier League, who's the Brazilian centre back on FIFA <laughs> with uh, like Vasco da Gama? Yeah, I don't know. I'm a fine out. Anyway, but yeah, anyway, um, off our rockets. That's this nuts. Afcon has been a bit dry this year. I'm but really yeah. liking some of the underdog stories. A lot of the bigger yeah. teams are losing. Although up. I saw, um, who is it? Sadio Mane, Senegal. They're playing some lovely football at the moment. I think they're my favourite to win the tournament. If you care what we think about Afcon, I'm gonna find Dede, mate. Hold on. But um, what was I saying? Yeah, you can't leave. If you're the country's captain, the country's main man, Arabic's, what did you say, most influential player or some shit? He's most the popular. biggest a- uh, Arabic sports star. How can you, even if you yeah, look, got a dodgy guy. groin, leave the um, tournament? That's poor form. Look, Dede. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guy? know Dede? You remember Dede, Jeez, mate? Jeez, come on. My but um, yeah, you can't be leaving the tournament. I know Liverpool are making a title surge. That's and the you're only Dede I recognise. This yeah. episode's Dede. <laughs> Right. Yeah, no, Liverpool are making a surge and making a good claim for title. I saw PGMOL come out. Was it more Howard? What's his name? Howard Webb. Yeah, that guy. I think he came out and said, Liverpool have had two decisions go against them this season that we recognise. Martin Odegaard, handball. Mm. And the entire of the Spurs <laughs> yeah, game. The entire team of the Spurs um, yeah, again, so with those games, they would be unbeaten in the league and seven points clear of Manchester City. <laughs> Sorry, Liverpool fan, tweet. If we go the whole season and the only loss is that Spurs game, they're claiming Invincibles. Oh, just Liverpool would be so, so, be so Liverpool because they <laughs> just have happened, the asterisks. Yeah. Like they, when yeah. they won the Premier League, and COVID, that, yeah. yeah, it's nuts. Um, could have had another VAR decision here. Terrible tackle on uh, Luis Diaz. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one, that one, because I see why it's not given, but... And like the precedent is they've set now is that whenever that happens they're given a red so they have to give it a red. Like the, the be all and end all of it red. is if you go studs up into a challenge like that mm. you run the risk. Yeah. If you keep your feet planted you do not run that risk. Yeah, but sometimes you're literally just in motion and you can't not and like that probably happens a hundred times a game and players don't go down and it doesn't get picked up on and it's the ones where the players go down and get picked up but on that, that's the tricky issue one. is the consistency yeah if you had a rule that said any time that happens that is a red card then that's it you can't argue against it but then players are going to be like shimmying their feet along the floor and never raising a foot ever and it's like how do you where do we stop with that so it's a mess I don't want to talk about nah. let's talk Been about that off, let's talk about Darwin Nunez because <laughs> it's a classic Darwin Nunez game he missed a few sitters but and then hits the crossbar or something yeah and he, then he just crunches it like within the space of about five seconds does misses everything. it hits the crossbar with the pose or something and then crunches his defender yeah he's a he's a tap guy and he's still an uncut diamond and and needs to be shined but there's an absolute player there he's the first player in the Premier League 
to hit 10 goals, 10 assists across all competitions. He is good. Mate, he we, is we've good. We've actually, we've been big fans of the Darwin Nunez train for... Mm, uh, the chaos. Since, since yeah. It's the, real. The chaos cauldron that he encapsulates. Like that. He is, mm. he is pure chaos. We love it. Yeah. I think his best position is definitely out wide on the left. Yeah, for me, Jota, I've got that as our next point here. Jota is back, and I'd say maybe even more than Salah. I don't know, that's me probably being a bit hot-headed. I think he's the best finisher Liverpool have got in that front line. Mate, I, he's like five foot and just gets on his So head many goals. And where like Darwin Nunez needs about 18 chances to finish a shot, Jota can do it in is one. He, is he like the best super sub in Premier League? Yeah, probably. Like he, he's like Chicharito. Before, but better. I think, and he's like he's probably better than Solskjaer. I think he's better up top through the middle than Gakpo. Oh mate, 100%. and for me, he's got to start. And like you said, I think Darwin Nunez has got to play out wide. The problem is though, he's so good off the bench. Yeah, that's like, true. The t- like sixty-fifth minute, he comes on, and he, he how many goals has he got off the bench in his in his Liverpool career? It's got to be like ridiculous. It's is be he like happy 50. to be that bench player? Because there's got to be teams sniffing around. Jot, he's so good, so. A good he's, age he's as well. Understated, yeah, he's he's understated, isn't he? I'd have him yeah, at Arsenal every him, day. I feel like Liverpool this season, they're coming clutch. Like we're seeing it a lot. We've seen it against Fulham in that game where it was just screamers after screamers. Yeah, Trent. We've seen te- like I I've not been the biggest supporter, but Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones this season. Curtis Jones player, mate. And they've been really, really good. Like the numbers aren't always there, but I feel like they've been really good. I already, this just came to my head oh, I don't know when we did this probably about six months ago when we mentioned Mason Mount and then you said that your brother said that Curtis Jones is better than Mason Mount and we both laughed at him and we're like that's that's not even a discussion Mason Mount is so clear do we have to do oh, a oh mate you can't, you, you're better than this audience to play do we have to hold our hands up and say maybe Curtis Jones clears Mason Mount now Nick we're sorry Sorry, Nick. But um, and I agree. I think I've said this for time. I said this about Reese James. Availability is one of the best abilities you <laughs> mate, can have. Mate, you're only as good as the games you play, and if you don't Fact play games, you're not very good. And so Mason Mount, I think there's a player there, Man United. We said there's a good signing for Man United, but we haven't seen him on the pi- seen him on the pitch at all this season. And Curtis Jones, like you said. Where that midfield is being heavily rotated is either Shabazz, Lyon, McAllister, Curtis Jones, Endo. Sometimes Gatko comes into the midfield. Sometimes Harvey Elliott plays in the midfield. I think Curtis Jones, for me, out of all of that lot, is my first name on the midfield team sheet. No, I think Shabazz does for me. I, don't I mean, know. but the thing is, though, yeah. I've like, seen a lot of memes about Shabazz late. All he does is walk around, look at the camera, and touch his hair. Yeah, he's good, though. He's handsome. Um, Yeah, they brought in three midfielders, three pretty high. Um, Profile midfielders in McAllister, she was like, and Ryan Gravenberg. I forgot about him as well. And they've also brought in Endo, who Shout was a Endo. bit of a filler, but he's been good. I'd say, uh, yeah, my top three midfielders for Liverpool are Curtis Jones, Endo, and then probably Harvey Elliott. Is that crazy? I don't know. So I like you're, it. Just, you're just trying to be different. I aren't like you? it. Like, what's wrong with I you? I like it. Curtis Jones, you're so, you're so like, Curtis Jones is so good at kind of that left centre mid role. <laughs> Touch, hug and touch like connects well with Darwin Nunez and Harvey Elliott is so good at that right hand side midfield yeah. so good at linking up with Salah and then you've got Big Endo as the DM mate that is a cheeky midfield yeah it's good our Liverpool real title contender as well I mean we're it is Monday the 22nd of January and mm. they sit five points clear at the top of the Premier League table yes and I'm starting to get worried about them when we did our what do you mean starters get worried about well them, no mate? I've been a Liverpool hater for the longest time and even when we did our percentages 
I said that Aston Villa, <laughs> to be fair, time changes and time waits for no man. But I said Aston Villa had a higher percentage of winning the Prem than Liverpool. How silly I was. And we were back in Arsenal a lot. Percentages now from Opta. I saw it this morning. Man City, 60%. It's not that much of five points behind. Yeah. And they're still on favourites. Liverpool, 39%. And then others is 1%. I mean... But which the, is what sad you for Arsenal. What is Opta, you said? Yeah, I think so. What Opta failed to put into the calculations, the fact that Arsenal and Manchester City will have their eyes on the Champions League prize which was a far more demanding competition than that of the Europa League, in my opinion. Facts. And Liverpool have bare attackers. We saw what happened to Arsenal's attackers. That little <laughs> break, that, that one week has done them nice because the they, look like, they look fresh. They do. They, they look do. fresh. Yeah, 100%. Um, Let's talk yeah. about Liverpool's next two fixtures. They're two big fixtures. One against Chelsea on Wednesday night. That was the game they kicked off the season with. It was a two-all draw. Yeah, it was a good game. And Chelsea, we've thought, Poch, Chelsea looked good. Very interesting game. And since then, Chelsea have been so bad and Liverpool have been pretty good. Yeah, Chelsea have just been like this and then they win a game against like Luton. They're like, woo. Yeah, uh, they're on a decent run of form as well. The They had... Um, Carabao Cup against Fulham where they weren't that great but got a result mm-hmm. um, they're just edging out results at the moment and I think this will be a good kind of tester of where both teams are I think Liverpool we know they're good but can they come out of their next two games against Chelsea and Arsenal with six points because that's title credentials I right mean there. I think they're saying Salah may be back for the Arsenal game Wallahi I'm sick of that Don but it may I'll be more worried about Nunes and Jota Jota yeah like, that's a problem against us. that's but, um, a problem yeah, the Chelsea again. Uh, Chelsea at home. I think Liverpool got to be looking at three points there, and then Arsenal at the Emirates. You saw them go there for the FA Cup, win two 0 They weren't the best team on the day, in my humble opinion, but um, they got a result there. So the Arsenal game will be interested. Arsenal need three points there. Yeah, if Arsenal want to really put their claws back in with a chance of grasping that title, they need to. But it'd be interesting. Get Liverpool fans, there. let us know Chelsea and Arsenal. What are you expecting result wise? Be interesting. Right. Which where we go next? You tell me, mate. There's two other games that we want to talk about: the oh, Sheffield United West Ham two all. Who cares? Sheffield United though doing a little bit under Chris Wilder. Yeah, they were, they, were, they were right this game. Ben Brett and Diaz got a goal on his debut. I liked how Sky were the entire time just being like they're playing him out of position on the left, and he, that is literally where Great he played, played his yeah. entire time for Blackburn. Blackburn yeah, and um, what do you go Villarreal? Mm. Although he didn't play for Villarreal at all, really. No, but, but um, yeah. Brentford Ivan Tony back as well scored a goal scored a controversial goal seeing people go oh he moved the ball a little bit to the right where do you stand on that the wall can move yeah like the wall the wall's allowed to move I I, I don't know I think it's because he got banned for betting cheating. and cheating yeah. that everybody's like oh he's a big cheater he's cheated again what I don't like is the fact that he's just getting all this praise as if he's like come back and it's been a very com- it's not it's not a, it's not a, an original thought to have but he's getting all this like praise yeah. from the pundits and everyone mate, he, he is out literally here twerking so hard for he, him mate, they're, well. they're acting like the Undertaker coming back mate, or something they're twerking when he literally the in an interview interviews he's like oh I want to move to a bigger club he's done the whole that video of him with that bird on the boat where he's like fuck Brentford fuck Brentford so he, he he's not a nice Don nah he's he's a definitely Toxic a mercenary guy. yeah um, but like you've got people like you've got De- uh, Brooksy who came back from cancer, uh, yeah. cancer and he scored his first goal and you, you saw like a little clip on Twitter that was it you got Ericsson who literally died. died on the pitch and he's come back he didn't get any of that from Brentford it's ridiculous yeah. 
Uh, it's over the top. He he done a bad thing. We like yeah, I, and I know we talk about it's hypocritical, but he still done what he done was wrong. Yeah, it was so let's illegal not in the he, eyes of the game. Yeah, so at the end of the day, let's not pretend that he's some saint. I do like him though, even though he plays big for Brentford. Player, yeah, big player, yeah, he's, he's, he's such a good striker. <laughs> Brentford yeah. fans are weird. He's a massive mate. dickhead, um, bit of a mercenary, but what a player, what a goal scorer, mate. Whoa. What a terrible club. Yeah. Um, right, let's. Oh, do you want to talk about this? Yeah, let's end on two kind of not uh, talking points from the weekend, but two bits of football news around the game mate around the game mate so Man United obviously Jim Ratcliffe's taken over at um, Man United they're on a downward trajectory everyone's hoping he'll be the guy to get them back to the top of the league and his first major appointment as uh, Man United owner is to go across the uh, across the road to Man City get their director of football or CEO I don't know what his actual job title was there um Omar Barada. Yeah. Maybe he's... To the uncultured, like me, you might not know who this guy is, but I did a bit of reading. He's obviously the mastermind behind Man City's recent success. But also, if you take a step back from that, he was the guy that masterminded Barcelona's biggest success when they won the treble under Pep. Um, So he has a good track record of doing big things at big clubs. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's just jumping ship before he I think is he's 100% a dodgy guy, a yeah. League 2 team. 100% a dodgy guy and wouldn't be surprised if he gets arrested, but who knows, Man United, they've got to be looking at that as a decent appointment. I mean, Man United have, as much as they've got troubles on the pitch, they've had troubles... Upstairs back, for a long yeah, time. Yeah, upstairs for a long time. The stadium's literally fall apart. So maybe it, if you have good infrastructure, it will generate good results on the pitch Fact. like it, it, it's a stable secure and positive club will show that on the pitch 100% like it, it's so easy for you just to focus on what's happening on the pitch because that is what you see but going on behind the scenes yeah is is it's almost a big as yeah. you're taking one of the biggest assets from your main rivals bringing them to your club and I think that's a very smart move yeah 100% right, right. let's end it on Ronaldo being a big fat pagan he, he's just a crybaby isn't he He's just a big crybaby. He's just Tell me angry. what he said was about the Saudi Pro League. So I don't even know what the award ceremony that they're at was, but he said the Saudi Pro League is more competitive than Ligue 1. I can say that after one year spent there. We are better than the French League already. Didn't they get slapped by PSG or something? I don't know. But that is just a big fat lie for so many reasons one being that a bunch of pros that have gone there with Ronaldo like Henderson like Benzema like Milinkovic Savage are all looking to return to Europe anyway because they think either the league's not competitive enough they don't like I don't know whatever but it can't be a more exciting competitive league if all the players that have all been there and tasted, yeah. want to go... Mate, you've given... I think El Atifaki wants to give Steven Gerrard like a seven-year contract. El Atifaki that I think have, that says it all when he's he's just... come out, He came to England and failed. They're averaging below a 1,000 supporters, El Atifaki, at their games. And when they... I think it was Jordan Henderson's first match there, they had just 696 in attendance. That... We get honks. more views. And that that's honks. That so if you sticks. want us to come and cover some El Atifaki or any Saudi Pro League games, let us know. We can boost the boost the numbers. Cook the books, mate. Um, yeah. 
But he's, he's oh mate, he's just waffling it. He's just, he's holding on to dear life. Messi decided not to go there. He made a great decision. The Saudi Pro League is a dumpster fire. It, they, it, it is it honks of what the Chinese Super League tried to be. Yeah, they've tried to um, do a quick solution by getting all the mandem in there in like two years, spending cash. They need to do a bit more of a slow burner approach mate you've opinion. literally come and just taken wash players yeah I yeah. saw Henderson's like he wants to come back and play for like a top 6 Premier League he's team. at Ajax are, now are you nuts oh did you see that highest selling, highest selling shirt in their history Ajax are a wash they were going to give him true. like the number 4 the, like, they were like Cruyff number yeah Cruyff number yeah. and he's like <laughs> no mate you can't fucking how as a big big club like Ajax one of the most champions leagues in mate, like, the, the world the greatest academy ever like, and you're getting Jordan Henderson as your most highest sold shirt in your history. I, I, Jordan Henderson is such an uninspired sign. If you sign for Cupid, I'd genuinely be like, Matt Hoons. Oh, that reminds me though. We did an Ajax video about a year ago now. So go check that out. Yeah, that was good. Come on. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. Saudi Pro League is it's, it's dry. It's dry. Like, it, I, dry you like under, the... you, they bought in all these big name players. You're yeah. thinking, oh, you've got like, Benzema Mane Mane's not wanting to leave because he's, he's a weird guy 16 year old girlfriend or whatever that's that's. we can't be back in that one mate weird, talking mate. of weird guys Nuno Tavares oh mate don't get off with your dog that's not a good thing it's just wrong mate that's such an Arsenal like yeah we it. had to deal with Sanchez but that was like he never got videoed of him getting off with his dog but everyone was like oh you're a bit weird with your dogs now we've got upgrade and the dude's actually getting off with his dog then you had the Saliba incident. Oh, come on. Saliba, you can do what you want, mate. Best but in the back he, of the world. Yeah, he's sort of... He's, I don't know, man. Some weird stuff going on at Arsenal. If, if Messi or Ronaldo got videoed getting with their dog, would it be swept under the rug because they're so good? No. Mm, yeah, it's a weird thing to do. They just call Messi autistic. Yeah, it's a weird thing to do, isn't it? That's like the thing on the internet. It's just to call Messi autistic. <laughs> that video just, of him where... Like, you can't just accept he's the greatest sports... But yeah, he might be... <laughs> Some like... of the videos are jokes, though. Yeah, he's... yeah, I don't know. Like, the video I saw where it was, he was at PSG and David Beckham went to the training ground and David Beckham's, like, dapping up Mbappe and Messi's just in the background just looking at the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Just, like, looking at his feet. <laughs> just he's so just trying to tight. count all the goals. Yeah, scored. mate, in that easy, he can do what he what wants. What a geezer. If you want to come on the pod, let us know. We'll get you on I'm sure we can fit come in. on um, yeah shout out for 10k I know we said that last time we've got a giveaway still going on shout out to um, Monday Sportif as well yeah shout out for shouting us out yeah. we'll shout you back out go check out their newsletter they send out a newsletter every now and then it's absolutely packed with just brilliant football analysis talk about topics it's brilliant go check it out um, but yeah yeah, got a big giveaway going on yeah comment on any video what you'd spend a hundred great British pounds great British pounds we've got a classic football voucher and we're giving it away what would you spend a hundred pound on which shirt would you get uh, you can comment on this video comment on any other video we're going to be going through all our comments history exporting it into a big Excel sheet it sounds wonderful doesn't it and we're going to be picking our favourite comments so you can comment as many times as you want just get involved mate get involved get involved on all our socials TikToks Bussing, Twitter's bussing, yeah. Instagram not so much. So follow it's us all, on Insta. It's all, it's all good stuff. But yeah. yeah, guys, thank you very much for watching. It's been Borgia, episode number eighty-one, and it's live. <laughs>